Imagine falling off your bike on Friday when you were a kid, John. Imagine, you know, you fell off yes. your bike and you grazed your knee. Imagine on Saturday your friends came over and they said, let's go for a ride. And if you just sat there and said, no, I don't ride bikes anymore, I failed. Like what would your friends say? They'd be like, what do you mean, man? Put a Band-Aid on the thing. Let's get on the bike. Let's go, right? Right. It's yeah. just, that's yeah. just the way it is. And so the, it's the same concept with business. We need to be children again and we need to act that way. It's not about I'm a professional, I'm an adult now, I, you know, I've got all these things. It's like, no, man, if I fall off my bike right now, I'm getting back on it because that's the person that will learn how to ride. That's the person to be able to ride a marathon. Welcome to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm your host, John Mansfield. And uh, every week I bring you these conversations with photographers and creative entrepreneurs who share tips and strategy and inspiration to help you grow your community, build your business and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Today, my guest is Jai Long. He is a business coach for photographers and creative entrepreneurs. Um, He helps you make your break and live your daydream. He's the host of the Make Your Break podcast and leads the Six Figure Business Map course. Uh, today, Jai and I are talking about how you can overcome the fear of rejection, um, how that is holding you back in your business and in your life, and just how you can overcome that. Uh, so, Jai, welcome to the show. I'm excited to chat with you today. Yeah, thanks for having me here, John. Absolutely. And I believe we're live on Facebook as well, yeah? We are live on Facebook right now. We've got we've got a couple people in here uh, joining us. Um, usually, start trickling in here after they get the notification that we're live. That's fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it's always always fun um, having people in the the Facebook group and asking questions as we're going along. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, join us for the next live one. It is way more fun live than it is listening weeks later. You get the inside <laughs> scoop. Uh, but yeah, well, Jai, give us a little background on you, where you're based, what you do, all those kinds of things. Yeah, so my name is Jai Long, as John said, and um, I'm a business coach. I'm a wedding photographer. Um, I've got a lot of different businesses. I also have a fashion label. Um, I do property development, um, amongst a lot of other things. And I I guess like it's hard for me to do an elevator pitch, but for me, it's, um, it's all about like making big impact for a lot of people. Right. So I do big workshops. Um, we, we host like the wedding photography summit. It's like one of the biggest workshops for wedding photographers in the world, which is really cool. Um, I've got one of the biggest courses in the world, um, the six figure business map. So the community's big and we get to impact and help a lot of people. I've got a team that helps me as well. And it's a lot of fun. It's pretty wild. And yeah, I still pinch myself every day because I don't know what's going on, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I think the, uh, the wedding photography summit was how I first, uh, heard about you. Um, your, your targeted Facebook ads, they're working and, uh, I know and they ads. found me, I know. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, your ads for sure. Uh, found me a few years ago and then I'd, I watched the, the online, uh, uh, wedding, what, uh, wedding photography photography summit. summit. Yeah. And it was, it was so good. It was like so powerful and like, you know, like 10 bucks or $7 or whatever it was. And I was like, this is like way, way more than the value, uh, way more value than what I paid. Absolutely. Uh, so you're doing, doing great things. And yeah, I, I love that you have so many different things, um, that you're doing and you're not just, like just a wedding photographer, just 
doing one, um, like one business, but you have all of those different things. Did that come about like at a certain time where you're like, okay, I need to diversify, like get these different streams of income and all that? No, not for me. Like for me, I think everything comes with, um, like I know business, a business is pretty easy. So that's not like the thing in my way in the thing in my way really is, mm. um, time, like just not having enough time to do all the projects that I want to do. But for me, I don't like yeah. sort of follow the, the traditional career move where you're like named, you know, I'm a wedding photographer and that's it. And that's me for the rest of my life or for the next five years. Um, I'm pretty much just me. I do whatever I want to do. And then, um, I pick up jobs and start businesses and projects and, you know, kick off ideas all the time. And I think it's fun to sort of live that way. And I've always lived that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best way to live. Just doing what fuels you, what you enjoy and, uh, and just following that along for that season. Um, instead of like you're saying, just like, okay, I am a wedding photographer. That's all I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to focus on. But being able to, uh, just kind of have your hand in different things. And, uh, because we're all very well-rounded people and there's more than just like a passion for one thing. Um, I definitely feel that being primarily a wedding photographer now, I'm like wanting to, to dip into a few different, uh, few different businesses, but you know, like you were saying, it's the time the the time is, uh, is what gets me to, to pour into that. I've got three little kids and, uh, they take up a lot of my time, which I specifically give them a lot of my time. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. 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 So Jai, like over, over your career, just kind of like, you know, however many years back you want to go, has there been a, um, like uh, a piece of advice or a lesson or something that you've learned that just really changed your outlook on business or your life in general? Yeah, there's been a lot of bits of advice. Um, a mentor once taught me that not every business, like a business even needs to be loved or needed and that they have to fall into those two categories. And if they don't, it won't be successful. And I remember thinking about that and then applying that to the wedding photography space because wedding photographers are not needed. And I know that's controversial to say, mm. cause to a wedding photographer, they believe that they are. Um, but with these mm. days, especially there's so much technology, you know, there's so much stuff that can, that can do the job for us. So instead of relying on being a needed service, we can rely on being a loved service. And so if you can create desire and love around your brand and who you are and, you know, people realizing that their wedding would be better off if you were there opposed to if you weren't there, then you create so much desire and then you will have success. So yeah, I do always think about like, am I needed or am I loved? And each business that I do needs to fall into one of those two categories. And that's helped me avoid all the shitty ideas that, um, that I didn't dive into because I just didn't tick those two boxes. Yeah. I really like that outlook on things and just, just looking at that. Like, I mean, like you said, uh, wedding photographers, we tend to think that we are needed, uh, because like, how are you going to remember your well, day? You know, John, you didn't take more, the pictures <laughs> in, in the U S it's, I think it's around about 70 to 80% of weddings don't get photographed. You know, so it's like people oh, think yeah. everyone's photo weddings get photographed, but Hey man, just go to a poor area or just go to someone where they don't 
actually can afford a photographer or they even want a photographer, you know, like when my parents got married, like we grew up poor and there was definitely no photographer. That's a luxury item. So I think a lot of the times like wedding photographers don't realize that they're in the privileged, you know, tiny percentage. And what they see is the very privileged people in the beautiful national parks getting married because they can afford to thrive. But the rest of the population, unfortunately, don't need those extra excessive things um, and they have their friends to take photos or, or maybe they just take a couple of selfies or they do nothing, you know, as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a, a friend, a couple of friends who got married, um, two or three years ago and I had asked them who their wedding photographer was going to be. And they're like, Oh no, we're, we're not going to have one. Like, yeah. We're, we're going to take a couple of photos. We have people with their cell phones. We'll be able to remember it that way. But we don't see the necessity in hiring a photographer to document the whole thing. And yeah, it was, I was at first, I was just like, what, what are you talking about? What? No, no. Like you get, you're going to have to have these photos, but like thinking back to like my parents' wedding, I think they have maybe like 20 photos from the whole day. And that was, that, that was normal for the eighties and that's what they wanted. And that's, that's what they got. And, and now like things have changed and we do see the, um, the, the, the privileged, uh, few that can afford the thousands of dollars for. Oh, totally. And you know what, like your parents wedding album from the eighties with 20 photos, like I'm sure those are really impactful photos that tells the whole story Mm -hmm. and they're beautiful photos and they probably don't regret not having 800 photos, you know, and now I think we live in, um, excessive, like an excessive life where we think like we need, I have, I have couples that complain, like I only got a thousand photos, Jai. I was just wondering why isn't there more? And I'm like, wow. Like I, I, I was clicking that shutter all day long. I don't know how I could have fit more in there. And if you work it out, that's round about a photo per minute, you know? So it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty yeah. funny. Um, what we expect now, uh, especially as we're getting more and more privileged, but really if you, if you break it down or what we actually want is like, we want to remember a story. If you're a good storyteller, you can do that in one photo. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, that's like from looking at my parents album with the 20 photos, that's really shaped the way that I photograph weddings now, because I'm not just spraying and praying and going to deliver 2000 photos because I'm just getting all the different moments. I want to, you know, make sure I'm getting a photo every 30 seconds. Like this is good, but really setting up those photos to tell more than just one scene in one frame uh to where if i needed to i could tell a wedding day in 20 photos hopefully i i i don't i don't want to have to do that uh i definitely deliver more than that but um but definitely changes the mindset of how you approach a wedding day Mm -hmm. and how you approach um just those scenes and the moments and everything and it's not just well you know what like it's just a tip to your audience like if you wanted to get good at photography go through your last um albums that you delivered and see if you can build out a story in 20 frames and if you can do that you will start shooting differently because you will start looking at those 20 frames and then you'll start looking for those 20 frames when you're shooting a wedding day. And then you'll start reserving yourself instead of just spraying and praying and shooting photos for the sake of shooting it, you will start setting yourself up for the right shot because you only have 19 more to go and you will think so Mm -hmm. differently. And of course you're still going to take all the other photos, but I'm just saying if you trained yourself to do that, you will uh, exponentially grow your storytelling skills and your photography skills. Yes. Oh, I love that. I'm going to have to go through my, my latest gallery and just like pick only 20 photos and see what I can do out of that. Uh, that's cool. I love that. Well, um, so Jai, let's talk about 
the fear of rejection, how we can overcome that. What what even does the fear of rejection look like in in our businesses? How does that like kind of manifest? So as creative entrepreneurs, a lot of the times we are scared of of rejection. We're scared of failure and a lot of different things because we're on our own. That's what it can feel like. And it feels like we're taking big risks and no one else has done this before, before us. And, you know, we're, we're doing something very brave. So as creatives, we definitely hold our hearts on our sleeves. And then we feel like, you know, if we put ourselves out there so vulnerably, we also stand to be judged. And that is literally worse than death. Because, Mm. you know, like what we do, like with marketing, the reason why so many people are so shit at marketing is because marketing goes against human nature. Like human nature means fit in, don't stand out. So, you know, you don't want to stand out to the the carnivals, right? So if you were like, if you were a deer and you don't want to stand out to the lion because the lion's going to shred you to pieces on social media, right? So what we try to do is we try to fit in, be the same as everybody else. And then by doing so, we dim our lights and by doing so and being scared of, uh, of failure, like we hold ourselves back tremendously on so many different levels, opportunities that come through your door, they, they stop, uh, progression stops and progression equals happiness. So if you, if you feel still and stagnant and you're not progressing in your craft and your business and your mindset, um, you know, moving forward with whatever you're doing, you're not going to feel fulfilled and happy. And like, you've got that purpose and that purpose driven life, like you're going towards it. So I do believe like being scared of failure and fear and of rejection from other people. Of course it comes from our own insecurities because it's us telling ourselves, like I told you, Jai, you're not as good as you think you are. And they all know it now, you know, it's the imposter syndrome. Um, oh yeah. And we avoid that at all costs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I'd, I, I'd feel that like deeply. Um, I growing up, I always wanted to fit in. Like I'd, I tell my wife about, cause, cause I'm like, I'm a weird guy now. And we're like, we dance around and have fun and like talking weird voices and oh, that's weird. Uh, talking movie quotes all the time. <laughs> and, uh, and, <laughs> And like, I tell her about like whenever I was like 11 and I really just was the blandest kid and had really no personality because I tried to fit in with everyone. And it took a long time for me to really find myself, uh, because I had that fear of rejection and Mm. I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I wanted everyone to like me. And because of that, I just didn't uh, didn't really show like my true colors or anything because I just wanted everyone to be like, okay, I like John. Well, you know, like you, you know that we all are attracted to to the people that hold a room, like the people that stand out and they just seem, I don't know where they got the confidence from, but unapologetically themselves, they just show up wearing the clothes that they wear. They got the haircut that they do. They do whatever that they want and they don't seem to have a care in the world. And we're attracted to those people. And those people are usually celebrities. You know, they usually are seen right. or they have a lot of followers or they, or they have, you know, whatever it is. But we see those people and it's sort of the benchmark for us because we can live through them as well. Like one day I'm going to be famous. One day I'm going to have the followers. One day I'll get all the views. One day we can do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. So, yeah, yeah. I, I do believe that um, when we get past the fear of, of rejection and of, of failure and all those things, and that life is open to us as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we look at them and look at those people that can really control a room and just like they walk in and everyone's just like, oh, hey, they're here. Mm. And we we want that for ourselves. Yeah, but of often. Course. 
don't don't put ourselves out there to be that person who is different and turns heads whenever you walk into a room. Um, well, you know, like, like I was saying before, it's like, you do want that, right? You want everyone, when you walk into the room, you want the room to stop. Imagine if you had that much power right. where people didn't even, you didn't even have to introduce yourself. People knew who you were. The problem is yeah. it's also a double edged sword because you also don't want that because as human nature, a lot of the times, like, you know, as creative entrepreneurs, like sometimes I'll get that when I go into my own workshop or something, but I'm an introvert. So it's really hard for me to manage the fact that I'm like, oh, okay, now I've got to entertain. I've got to talk. I've got to uh, keep composure. I've got to act a certain way. I've, I can't swear. Yeah. Like, fuck this. I can't swear, you know? And I think of all uh-huh. these things and a lot of us do. So there's always, um, there's always like pros and cons to both, but sometimes, yeah, we just need to know that there's two sides. Get freedom back into your life with Freedom Edits. Do you often feel overwhelmed by the endless supply of photos, the amazing photos that you've taken, and you're just needing to edit them now? And they're just piling up and piling up. I know the feeling. I feel you. I was you not too long ago. But Freedom Edits is a team of photo and video editors who absolutely love to edit. You know that thing that you don't really super enjoy? Maybe you really love taking the photos, but you hate editing. These people love editing. They are a unicorn. They are amazing. And what I love about Freedom Edits, other than regaining more time to work on my business and spend afternoons with my kids and evenings with my wife, is that they are very hands-on with feedback. They want to know all the little tweaks you'd make to their edits, and then they learn how to better match your style. Now, I hardly have to adjust anything when I receive galleries back from my editor, Nick. What is up, Nick? You are amazing. So head to lightdarkco.com slash freedom to get 30% off your first order. Their prices are hella affordable anyway for the amount of time that they save you already. So get 30% off lightdarkco.com slash freedom and get more freedom in your life. So what are some ways that we can really like start to overcome that, really see um, where we're having that fear in in our lives uh, in general and then like in, in business too? I think we need to sort of find out the root of like, why are we scared of these things? And a lot of the times it could be, you know, past experiences, could be seeing your dad go bankrupt when you're young and it changed your life, you know, for the worse. Could be mm. so many different experiences in so many different ways and it shaped you to try to avoid repeating those experiences for yourself. And so we see that and we see it with friends and family. We see it on people's social media. Like someone just posts something wrong on social media, they get called out, counseled. We think to ourselves, we don't yeah. want to be that person. I'm going to fit in, you know, as much as possible. So we need to sort of work out where does that all come from? From there, we need to realize that um, business and life is a continuum. And too often creative entrepreneurs think that when they get the one idea wrong or they the one project and they fail on it, then life finishes right there. There's no more tomorrow. And it's a very uh-huh. bar- bizarre concept because if you think like that, everything becomes like you're risking everything. But what if, what if life is a continuum? And what if tomorrow, even if you fail today, you wake back up and now you got, you get to do something again, you know? So it's the same as, Uh well, it's the same as, um, 
Imagine falling off your bike on Friday when you were a kid, John. Imagine, you know, you fell off yes. your bike and you grazed your knee. Imagine on Saturday your friends came over and they said, let's go for a ride. And if you just sat there and said, no, I don't ride bikes anymore, I failed. Like what would your friends say? They'd be like, what do you mean, man? Put a Band-Aid on the thing. Let's get on the bike. Let's go, right? Right. It's yeah. just That's yeah. just the way it is. And so the, it's the same concept with business. We need to be children again and we need to act that way. It's not about I'm a professional, I'm an adult now, you know, I've got all these things. It's like, no, man, if I fall off my bike right now, I'm getting back on it because that's the person that will learn how to ride. That's the person to be able to ride a marathon or do anything else. You know, mm. they'll win the race. Um, and yep. so if you've got a continuum, it frees you with being scared of uh, failure. Now there's a few other things. Entrepreneurship, right? The people that succeed the most are the ones that show up the most. Now I'm going to ask you this question, John. Mm. I heard this analogy mm. a long time ago on a podcast and I loved it. If I gave you two dice and I said to you, if you roll, um, if you roll double sixes, I'm going to give you $10,000, but it's going to cost you a hundred dollars per roll. Would you roll that dice? Okay. $10,000. If you get double sixes, if, I'll if, give, I, if I do get double sixes yeah, and you can or, roll uh, as many times as you want, hundred dollars a go. I, I would say, yeah. Yeah. I say, hell I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think the, I, the I'm not you're too great at like win. fast math, but you're probably, probably going to win. win. Yeah. And so with entrepreneurship, it's the same thing, right? So what we do is we roll the dice when we go into an, an idea or a project or we start a new business. Sometimes it doesn't mm -hmm. work out, but you can go back to work. You can go make some more money. You could be a barista. You could work for Uber. You could drive around at night times, get some more money to get the hundred dollars to go all in tomorrow and then roll it again. And if you kept doing yeah. that, if you kept doing that, you know, business after business, project after project, idea after idea. After 10 years, I cannot see how you wouldn't be a millionaire. It just can't happen because anyone that shows up like that relentlessly, like they've got nothing to lose, like they're the underdog, you will always win, right? It's the chances uh -huh. of not winning is so slim. Like you have to be doing something so wrong because every time you do something, right. you're learning something, you're getting a new level, you're getting a new floor, you're getting new experiences, you get new connections, you meet new people, you get into a new room and you're building the success path. You work out your resilience, you work out how brave you need to be to be able to take on these ventures. You work out what's right, what's wrong. Is my business loved is it needed and you start working out all these things along the way and after 10 years mate you show up like that you're gonna be dominating your space oh oh yeah because then if if you do have uh those quote-unquote failures you're really just learning lessons from every single one and then you're starting you're not starting at ground zero anymore because that next time that you're rolling the dice and starting that exactly. business or or going you're already oh. a couple levels up well, also, you know, like people say, don't bet, right? But I say, fuck that. Bet uh -huh. on yourself. Always bet on yourself. Yeah. It's, the, it's the clearest bet that I know that's going to win because I can control, I can make my own break, I can take full responsibility yep. and I can learn a thing. So for instance, maybe rolling the dice, maybe there's a lot of luck in it. Maybe there's a strategy that can help me put the luck on my side. So it's not really going to be like the casino where they win all the time. Mm. I can actually stack right. it and I can educate myself. I can learn things. I can meet new people until the point where I'm like, oh man, I am betting on myself, but the bet is a sure thing now because it's 80% chance now that I'm going to win. Then it gets to 90 and then it gets to 95, then it gets to 99. And unless I die, I know I'm going to win because right. I've put in the work. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love that. It just, it continues to build on itself and then you're just, 
you're just constantly winning. And every now and then you might have that failure where you fall short and you know, that business venture doesn't work out or this client doesn't book you, but then you're ready for the next one. And I, I love I love that analogy. Yeah. I've also got to say like the amount of times that I fail is huge and I don't even know it. I don't even realize it. It's like falling off your bike. You probably can't count the times you fell off your bike because it's like that happened, but I rode the bike and that was fun. You know? So for me, it's the same in business. I failed so many times. A lot of friends see it, a lot of family, you know, my bank account sees it, you know, whenever I make the wrong decision, whatever it is, I lose it all being bankrupt before. But I don't remember those things because it's uneventful compared to the success that I get. I'm like, man, but remember those clients that I booked in Italy? That was amazing. Remember when I got flown to New York City to talk at a workshop? That was incredible. You know, remember that time that I won Rangefinder top 30, you know, whatever it is. I'm like, man, that was amazing. And I remember those things over the sleepless nights, the imposter syndrome, the anxiety that I had, the clients that said yes. no, the times that I had to show up when no one was watching, the times I did podcasts when no one was listening, you know, uh-huh. All those things. Oh yeah, yes. Oh man. Okay, Jai, I am. I love this. It's like I, I'm getting pumped up to like go out and do more things now. Um, so I'm. I'm sure the the listeners are too. Uh, but yeah, I I love that outlook on on life because you can. I mean, you can take this out of business and just apply that to it your life. It is just life. Too. It's not business. It is life. Yes. hundred percent. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you were saying, everything being continuum, it's just, it's all connected and everything is all together because business is just an aspect of your life. It's just where you spend some of your time. Yeah. And one of the biggest fails that we all do is we try and manage our time between business and and work and we try and create a balance. But what we do is we create Mm. balance. I mean, that's for people that work a nine to five. So it's like create balance between your shit job and a life that you don't get to spend much time in. And it's really important Mm -hmm. as a creative entrepreneur. There's no such thing as balance. Just like you right there, your daughter just walked behind you. You wouldn't have it any other way because fuck that I do business the way I want to do it. I do it exactly with my life, with, with my wife, with my family, with my friends, with, you know, whoever it is. And so often we get stuck in these traps of uh, corporate traps where we say like, don't do business with friends. Don't do business. If it, you know, brings you joy. And it's like, no man, do business with friends, do those things that you need to do because business and life should be together. Yes. Yes. I love that. I I've heard that so often of the, like, you know, if you take something that you love, like a hobby or something that you really find joy in and then create a business in it, you will end up hating it later. But it doesn't have to be like that uh, because you can just like that's what I did with photos. That's what most photographers do is we love taking photos. We created a business and now we still love taking photos and people pay us for it. And that's how the lights are on in here and like my kids have have soft beds to lay in because people pay me to take photos. Um, and I still love it. I still have a passion for, uh, photography. And I think that's, and there's so many different, uh, mindsets that are just like thrown at us that just shackle us because we're told it's, this is not how it's supposed to be. Like, Oh man, there's so many rules getting thrown at you. Who makes these rules and who's oh, these yeah. gatekeepers? 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> and why can we not break these rules? Like yeah. I, I'm all about breaking the rules whenever it comes to like what you need. And, uh, well, you know, even in my career, man, everyone tells me that you've got to follow the rules, stop breaking the rules. You did break the rule here. And every time I ask them and challenge and say, who made the rule? Tell me who actually yeah. wrote that rule. Where did they write it down? What book are you reading? Because I want to go and see that manual and see where the rules are. Right. Yeah. And yeah it always throws people because they're like, no, oh no. Like I actually don't know where the rule is. Someone told me it once. I'm like, well, that's your rule because you're confined by it. It ain't my rule. Okay. Because my rules are completely different and I set my own rules. It's a really important thing to realize as creative entrepreneurs, because too often we abide by the rules of employee mindset. And so we think we need to live like an employee. We've got to start work at 9am. We've got to do the things that employees do. But then when the second that we realize we're business owners, everything changes because now you can get paid like a business owner as well. Now you'll get clients that love you like a business owner. You know, there's so many opportunities that you get like a business owner. I think that was a really big hurdle for me to get over whenever I came from a nine to five job being an employee. And like, I, I, I grew up in a, an entrepreneurial family. My, my parents own their own business, but for some reason, whenever I got a job out, out of, you know, after going to college, I'd, I got this job and I was like, I guess I'm going to be here until I retire. Like that was just the mindset <laughs> that's, that's because the there were so many. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, this is my job. I guess this is my career. Cause there were so many people that were there ha- that had been there for 20, 30 years. And that was the, the environment that I was in. And that was the mindset that I received. And, um, uh, yeah, thankfully, uh, that was that's not where I am today and was able to to make my own rules that's and awesome. say, I'm not going to be here for 40 years doing the same thing. <laughs> um, I am I'm probably not going to be a wedding photographer for 40 years. I don't think Maybe I want to be doing that in my 60s, uh, but I may. Who knows? Because hey. uh, <laughs> they're, they're your own rules. You can do whatever you want. Go wherever you want. Well, exactly. Hey, um, I can give you one more thing on fear of failure of sort of like just to continue yeah, yeah. that, just the last one. Um, fear of failure. So so one thing with failure is you can use failure uh, and rejections as a measuring tool. A lot of people don't realize this. So in your life, you need to get rejected a lot of times, a lot of times, right? And so when people come to me, a lot of the times they say, Jai, I submitted into one blog or one magazine, didn't get featured, and then I gave up. Now, when I think about it, I need to submit into 10 magazines to get one feature, right? Because I know the amount Mm -hmm. that I've got to show up. I need to go to 10 venues and I know nine of them are going to say no and one of them will say yes. So now I work out the measuring tool of if I'm going to meet unrealistic goals, then what kind of measurement do I need or kind of actions do I got to take to hit those goals? Now, if you get that completely wrong and the scales are wrong, you've got big goals, it's going to do six figures, it's going to do this, and then the actions are completely wrong to that. And then you're going to be heartbroken when you don't hit the goals and also you get rejected. Now, the other yeah. measuring thing is you have to get rejected because if you don't, then you're not moving forward. So it's no wonder if you DM someone on Instagram, cold DM someone and they don't get back to you, of course they're not going to. That's a rejection because they just didn't know who you were and you didn't create rapport. If you walk into a venue and you ask them if they can be on, you know, you could be on your recommended vendor list, on their recommended vendor list, of course they're going to say no. You've got to expect that because they don't know who you are yet. You've got to get those rejections and then you go, okay, so now they know who I am and now I can come back and I can come back again and again. But if I don't get rejected this weekend, if I don't get rejected this week, if someone said, if I got no no's, it means I didn't push hard enough and I'm not going towards unrealistic goals. All I'm trying to do is play it safe. 
So if you actually turn it into a measuring tool, then you can start seeing if you're going in the right direction. And if you haven't had any rejections, um, no failures in the last six months, man, I'm sure you're just in the same place as you were six months ago. That's the truth of it. There is, I cannot put that in any other way. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. That is, you're speaking right to 2018, John, right now. Cause I was just, I had plateaued and I, I wasn't learning anything new about photography. I wasn't building up my client experience or anything. I was just like, this is good. People are booking me. I'm going to stay here. And, and I used to pride myself that all the couples, like it was, it was like a hundred percent of the couples that I met with over the course of 18 months, all of them booked with me. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Uh, because I was just, I was winning every time and like getting that, that dopamine of the, you know, yes. Okay, cool. On to the next. Um, and then it really wasn't until I heard something like what you just said, where you need to fail. And if you're not failing, if you're not getting that rejection, you're stagnant and you're not growing. And I started looking at myself and I was like, yeah, I really haven't grown. I mm. haven't done anything to move forward, uh, in my personal life, in my business. I've just been in the same place because it's felt comfortable. And I had that fear of, uh, of rejection because I, I wanted to, to keep that hundred percent of everyone who came in, uh, were, were booking me. And well, it uh, also works through everything, John, like not only just your business, like we're talking about, not only just your life, like if you're not meeting new people and mm -hmm. things like that, but also think about this, like when I was a wedding photographer full time and I was shooting like 50, 60 weddings, every single wedding, I had to make sure that I failed in some aspect and I had to fail, right? Because if I walked away from a wedding and I didn't fail, I didn't like, if I got hundred percent, all the perfect shots I wanted to get all the ones that were in my head, I tried all the new techniques, brought a film camera and did all the things. Right. And if it all worked, then I know I just didn't push hard enough. There's got to be something else I've got to try yeah. something else I can do. Now, if you have that same mentality, you know, through your photography and then through your business and through your life, like watch how fast you can exponentially grow. And like I said before, growth, equals happiness. Like if you want to find fulfillment and happiness in your craft, then you've got to start failing at your craft because then you're actually in a realm of growth and learning. Yes. Oh, I love it. I, I, I just, I want to go out there and fail now. Um, like yeah. I, that, cause it's like that saying, what is it like uh, shoot for the stars and you'll land on the moon or something like that. It's like if you're not if you're just shooting for the moon and you're still hitting the moon, like you're not going far enough. You're mm -hmm. you're not uh, reaching uh, and, and stretching yourself out to where you can uh, really go beyond where you've been and what you're doing. And I do really like that that mindset of push yourself outside of your comfort zone and try new things mm. and try new lighting mm. situations. And, you know, I used to be terrified of uh, direct sun. I did not want to put my subjects in harsh light, uh, direct sun at all. And I would just search for those shadows. And, uh, and then once once I started doing that and failing because I did not know what settings I needed to be uh, for putting them in direct sunlight, um, I I failed a lot. And then I started the next time that I, I put them out there, it was a little bit better. And now that's what I look for. I, I look for that harsh light, the dramatic lighting. And it's awesome. And you probably just got so much better at photography because now you get a whole new set of skills, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I, I love it. It's, it's so, um, I don't know. It, it's just, it, it gives you more, uh, more energy to go out there and do things whenever you didn't hit that target, because then the mm. next time you're like, I want to hit that target. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it again today. I'm going to make uh, it happen. Going to make it happen. But yeah, are there any uh, kind of like uh, maybe like first steps or next steps for the listeners um, to really move toward overcoming that fear, that imposter syndrome, that fear of rejection, failure, all of that? Yeah, I think um, everything becomes easier when you just get out there and practice. So one of the most important things is uh, getting out there and putting yourself in the position where you can over like expecting that's going to happen and then overcome it. Mm. That's the first thing. The other thing is if you want to overcome imposter syndrome, a lot of us, we have imposter syndrome because we believe we're inadequate. We don't know as what, you know, everything. And, um, and we don't have, we don't have a university degree a lot of the times, so, you know, not a business degree and things like that. So competence equals confidence. Yeah. And so I believe that's why I believe in education. Like if you do need to, you know, sign up to a course or talk to a coach, find a mentor, listen to a podcast, do whatever it is to get that competence. Because if you do that, then you'll have that re self insurance that you can overcome any obstacle. That's whatever's in front of you. Um, and you have that self belief system that you are worth it, worth it and you can do it and everything else. So those are my tips that you can do right now. And that's actually one of the reasons why I think education is such an important thing because not everyone has access to all the amazing people uh, around the world that are doing amazing things. But nowadays you do with, with coaching courses, YouTube, podcasts, books, like everything. So oh, yeah. tap into those things and, um, and consume as much as you can until you feel so confident and so competent that you can walk into any situation and you know, it's not about you. The rejection is never about you. It's about the situation. You're a stranger. You're walking up to someone. You got rejected. Makes sense. So now, now yeah. that you got the competence and the confidence, you can walk back into that room and say, hey, I met you last weekend. Remember, you said no. So I'm here again. Nice to meet you once more. And you can start introducing yourself and then moving forward, uh -huh. turning that no into a yes. I love the um, just how accessible education is now because I think back to... 2013 when I was starting my photography business and how I was looking for any sort of education on how to run a photography business, how to be a better photographer than the one little photography course that I took in college that was really just focused on film photography and how to like develop things in a dark room. Um, and there it wasn't widely accessible like it is no, today with podcasts and courses and yeah and i, I love how um how even you know i'm i'm taking courses in and learning because i i think you can never uh or you should never stop learning always be learning and bringing in more information and knowledge uh continuing to grow Exactly, man. Like it's, it's bizarre when people say that they stop learning, you know, like I've got educated friends like, Oh yeah. man, I don't sign oh, up yeah. to courses. And I'm like, how did you get to a point where you're so smart, you know, everything that everyone knows and that's it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not right. at that point. I do courses all the right. time. I'm always learning something. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and even if it's uh, like a lot of times, it's not what I think I'm going to learn from the course. It may just be like a little nugget that changes my mindset of how I see other things. I'm like, Oh, this isn't even like, this isn't even what they exactly. advertised uh, for this course. And I'm getting so much out of it. This is amazing. Um, exactly. So, awesome. Well, Jai, I have loved this. I have loved getting to talk with you. Before you kind of wrap up here, um, I do like to ask uh, my guests what you're loving this week. And it could be like, you know, uh, a movie, book, TV show, something like that it could just be yeah. uh, something that you're spending your time on. Um, but yeah, Jai, what are you loving this week? Uh, so this week I'm actually going to go and do a talk um, tomorrow in front of a live audience, like in person on a little stage. It's only in front of 90 to 100 people. Oh, yeah. But I'm loving it this week because I haven't done that since COVID. Um, so it's been a few years. So I've been really nervous about it. And yeah. I know I'm putting myself into a position where I can fail again and I can make a fool of myself and I'm nervous. So for me, I'm loving that journey of discovery right there of just like seeing how I feel and, and being in that space on how I feel so nervous about doing something but how much I know that it helps me grow in so many different ways. I love it. Oh man, that's probably one of the, one of the best answers I've had to that question. I, I love that. I mean, it, it makes me think of that bicycle analogy that you were talking about earlier, where you've been on stages before you've spoken to people, you've ridden that bicycle plenty of times, but totally. just that, I like it's it's been sitting over here for like three years and yeah, <laughs> uh, and now I'm going to jump back on that bike <laughs> and it's like, yeah. OK, I, I I'm sure this will be good, but I may stumble a little bit and scrape my knee. Um, that's cool. I let's yeah. see. I'm loving this week. I'm actually loving um, the we got rain today and we have not had rain in nearly three months. And um, it was it was unexpected um we had no idea just started hearing the little pitter patter of of raindrops on the on the roof and the whole family we just ran into the front yard and just like arms out just letting the rain hit us and dancing around and, and it awesome. lasted like five minutes but still it was we we <laughs> are we're rain freaks we love the rain so much and it's just been so dry here uh so yeah i'm really loving that and just that <clears throat> excuse me just that um watching my kids just run around and like hold out their hands and like let the raindrops fall on them i was like i remember what it was like to be a kid and like i'm doing the same thing with them <laughs> like no no it's still still the same thing it's still um, good yeah but yeah awesome well well jay i'm i'm excited for you to get to to uh to speak on stage tomorrow i hope that goes very well for you thank you um, yeah where can where can the listeners find you? Where can they follow along online, uh, find your podcast, all of those things? Yeah. So if you want to follow me, I would actually go to my podcast because you can learn a lot of stuff for free as well. And that's just called Make Your Break. Um, it's a creative podcast for all creative entrepreneurs and it's got lots of amazing wedding photographers on there, lots of amazing photographers and other people. So that's a really good spot. And then, um, I do have some free training. If you did want to join some of my free training, you just go to my website, jialong.co. So jialong.co. You can join wait lists and all sorts of things. And there's, there's always like some free training to jump into. So um, feel free to get over there. And uh, yeah, big thank you to everyone that listened today. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at lighttodarkco.com 
slash podcast slash 134. This episode was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. Join us for the next live episode by joining the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group on Facebook. You can follow the show on Instagram at Light Dark Co. Jai is at jailong.co. And you can find me at All Heart Photo. I would love it if you subscribe to the show so we don't miss each other next week. And if you are loving these episodes, it would mean the world to me if you just share it with a friend who you think would benefit from listening and get something out of it as well. Until next week, I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bye.